Welcome to the effects loop. I'm Diaz. I'm Chris. I'm Clifton. I'm Daniel. And we're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. We forgot to go over that part, but I'm glad everyone just caught on to what they were supposed yep. to do. Yeah, it was about All right, to be guys. Like, oh. Go, go, somebody go. <laughs> All right. All right, so this episode is brought to you by Westminster Effects. Westminster Effects is a, a great company. Ran by our buddy Cody. Mm-hmm. Uh, making some awesome pedals. Uh, absolutely, like a little bit of everything. So for a small boutique uh, companies, usually you see like, oh, they've got they stick towards drives or they stick towards kind of this thing, but he's got a little bit of everything going on over there. He's got one heck of a website too. So you should go check out westminstereffects.com and support them. Uh, also really quick, I'm going to touch on this. Uh, we have our charity raffle up and running. So we launched it uh, just a few days ago. We've already raised uh, right around $250 or so. And there's a lot of cool stuff on there. There is a 1981 DRV drive. There's a big ear woodcutter. Uh, we've got uh, Westminster effects, Wycliffe fuzz, gun street wiring, wiring harnesses. We've also got a yellow cake psychotropia. Oh my gosh. There's uh, so much. There's It just, it goes on and on. I can't even remember everything we've got on there. So go check it out. Uh, I think the cheapest group of tickets is five bucks. So you get, I think it's like 10 entries for $5. So you're getting one heck of a deal. So go check it out. And it's supporting the autistic self advocacy network, which is a great network that is ran by autistic people for autistic people to help them out and make them, and it lets them stand up for themselves, which is a great thing. So check that out. And also, on the intro, you heard we had a couple extra voices. We've got Mr. Clifton Worley from the Clifton Worley Show, and then we've got Daniel Shields from DS Guitar Engineering. Whoop whoop! Uh, yeah, there we go. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> a whoop whoop! A whoop, whoop. <laughs> actually, I, both of you have been on the show before, uh, and actually, usually it's Summer Nam because I know Daniel, you were on the episode same one. I think Clifton was on for Summer Nam 2018. Yep. Yeah, that's right. So that was. No, I still talk about it to this day. That was one. Of, that was one of the greatest summer Nam years. It was a lot of fun, and still, Daniel Shields is one of the nicest people to tell you to shut up and go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're never gonna forget that one, huh? No, I will never forget that, uh, guys. If we could just quiet it down. <laughs> it <was> just like, <laughs> oh man, that was great. But uh, but Daniel, you've got DS Guitar Engineering. So what's going on over there? I know uh, you're still making the chronograph and I know mods are a real big thing for you. Yeah. Uh, I don't really want to talk about the chronograph cause I'm kind of mad about it to be honest, but <laughs> oh, no. well, I know you were going for like, uh, do you, do you have a V2 or I know there was uh like you were moving, trying to move things around in it. Well, let's not talk about it. You just said, you well, know. no, I was just joking about not talking about it. <laughs> But uh, so just had some supply chain issues and uh, not able to ship any right now. I'm trying to get a new version out by the end of the year. So that's all I meant by that. Okay. He's, he's <laughs> like, it's like, we don't want to talk about that. It's like, it's like the, the kid that you're just mad about. And you're like, and there's the boy. <laughs> that's his, the boy pedal right now. But uh, man, yeah, I hope you definitely figure something out about that. Cause 
I love my chronograph. It does not. I, it, my it, my it's always on my board, no matter what. Glad to hear that. And then Clifton, you've been uh, you've been doing quite a bit. We just did that giveaway, which I need to mail you the stinking. I, you need to send me your address so I can mail you that power supply. Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it just like hit me. I was like, oh gosh. Yeah, actually, I just talked to the guy. Um, is it Eric Cox? I believe that won that. And um, he, uh, I just talked with him earlier, and he it has landed. Um, and he said that they were dealing with that hurricane. I think he's in the Carolinas somewhere. Oh man! And he said he hadn't really had a chance to play it yet, except maybe once. But he really enjoyed it. So, yeah, well, that's great. Um, well, I mean, it's great that he enjoyed it. Not great that he's in the yeah. hurricane. Uh, <laughs> let's clear that up. There's gonna be like. A, these people are gonna be like the effects loop hates hurricane victims like no, whoa just Diaz. no no I, i'm from florida man i've been through so many hurricanes you know there is one good thing about hurricanes and that's hurricane parties if you've been through a hurricane you know about them yeah so that sounds like the kind of party i want to be at listen all right so the rule this, i'm gonna tell you some of the rules about hurricane parties okay so the rule is whatever whatever uh level hurricane it is or whatever category it is that that's also the category of your party so whenever you get like a good category four or five you're just like it's it's all hands on deck i remember one time florida got hit and uh it was like three hurricanes in a row and the last hurricane just kind of like kept our it kept our power out for i think it was like about five days so I mean, the first, you know, everyone went in survival mode. First day, you're cooking the steaks. If you've ever, you want to see greatness, you see six grown men holding umbrellas over a grill in a hurricane <laughs> trying to cook steaks. <laughs> but that, I mean, that's a, the the gist of a hurricane party. But if you've uh, lived in like a hurricane area, you know about them. They're the one, that's the one thing I miss about Florida. <laughs> Probably the only thing. Um, let's see. So what's... Uh, this is, we'll go to the what's new segment. Clifton, have you gotten any new gear lately? No, I've been, um, been kind of plotting. Um, I don't know if we talked about this or not, but I kind of uh, did a pedal purge and mm. um, I sold off a bunch of them to kind of, you know, fun going to Summer Nam and everything. And so I had every intention of um, building that back up, but. I haven't had a lot of time to dedicate towards that. And so I'm kind of thinking about what delay pedal and what reverb pedal I want. And I've got my drive, a few drives left, but just kind of thinking about what I, how I want to build my board because I didn't really like my board uh, the Mm. way it was. And so, yeah, I've just been like watching a bunch of gear demos and trying to make decisions. Yeah, that's well. And there's like so much stuff going on in the gear world. Like you find yeah. something you like, and then you're like, especially if you go down the YouTube rabbit hole, mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh, that's really cool too. And then it's four o'clock in the morning. You're sitting there, like just clicking, and like you have no idea what you really want to do anymore. Yeah, like last night, um, Mark Johnson. Um, I've been following him a lot because he, you know, has a really cool take on his on his gear demos. Mm-hmm. And um, he did the Therme yesterday, the Chase Bliss one. Oh man! And um, it 
was so stinking good that <laughs> yeah. I was like, I've got to get this pedal. And then I looked it up. I was like, uh, you saw the price tag and you're like, five, oh, yeah, I, you're like, I don't know if I really <laughs> need to get this pedal. I was like, I was thinking, I was like, it's probably going to be more expensive than I, you know, would normally spend. And then I look at it and it's like, this, this is like full on strum and like timeline. Oh yeah. Prices. But there's a lot <clears> of, there's a, just a lot of crazy technology in those. Yeah. I, I, I'm kind of like, um, I keep going back and forth between like budget and then like, well, maybe I'll just save out and get something like totally ridiculous, you know? Um, but I, to be honest, I've never played a DD, uh, 20 and, um, uh, man, the DD 200, the DD 200s look amazing. Yeah, well, I knew about those, but um, I, I've seen you know the DD twenties on on people's boards for years, yeah, and um, it just it looks like it's kind of a sleeper, and um, well, there, so no, that's an that. industry that thing's an industry standard, or it used to be yeah. like, I mean, at, before the the timeline, it seemed like I mean everyone had the DD twenty, yeah, that and the DL four, those I think the DL four gets looked over way too much nowadays. Which Echo Park doesn't an Echo Park isn't that like the DL four in a compact puddle? Basically, I don't know. That that one looks pretty attractive too. Even though those are kind of pricey, they're like used. They're still like on reverb for like one hundred and twenty dollars. This is the yeah. Line Six Echo Park. Yeah. Jeez, they've gone up yeah, since no, I bought one used. They have gone up. Yeah, they've gone up. I mean, I I was looking at uh, I was just scrolling through Reverb because I, I've been texting uh, Scott Hamilton, who used to be on the show, and we've we're, we're bad influences on each other. Um, but I was scrolling through Reverb and lowballing people, and I saw one of those, and I couldn't believe it was over a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. I think I think I saw one for one hundred twenty-five. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, I think yeah, I think Line Six should reintroduce the DL four. In a more like compact. Yeah, well, there's such an aftermarket like um guys who are modding those things to um kind of shore uh, back up to who, who do we know that might actually mod those? I don't know. Oh, Mr. Daniel Shields. I can't think of anybody. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, not me. <laughs> so I mean, those are pretty common uh, ones to get modded, aren't they? Honestly, I think I've modded more Echo Parks than I have DL4s. Oh, wow. Really? So what's yeah. the most common mod on that? Uh, external tap. Makes sense. Yeah. It, it was a pain in the butt <laughs> to tap tempo I, on those things. Yeah, uh, because they're they're one of the ones like you have to hold and then tap and stuff like that, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. I think so. Uh, yeah, that's always annoying. I I just, I feel like line six is kind of i know they're they're hitting the helix like that's their thing and i get that and that's cool but i feel like they could make a budget friendly like reissue of the four series in a more compact and people yeah. would go for it i know well, did I you would. see did you see the um this is talking about line six and it had me thinking about it last night the uh premier guitar had that demo from john bollinger um, about the uh, the new Spider series MK2, 
think it's yeah. I think it was like version five. Mm-hmm. And um that he did a demo on it and I listened to it and I was like, that's I mean, of course it's just a you know, YouTube video, but it sounded pretty impressive and I was like, There's no way that a spider you know, in my mind when you think about a spider, that's like super budget, you know, whatever. Um mm-hmm. but I had to think, it kind of made me do a double take, and I had to think, well, maybe they're implementing some of this Helix. They are. That's a big thing. The, the, a lot of the effects, I mean, what's so hard about just bringing the algorithm over? Yeah. I mean, it's like they've already done all the R&D. It's probably uh, a couple years behind the curve of the cutting edge, but still it's good the effects sounded amazing on it the the i mean the helix the the effects in the helix are the most they're by far the more superior of the effects and modelers out there they they stomp the kemper effects um axe effects all those helix is where it's at for the effects and have any of you guys ever played the head rush yeah yeah it's no i i found it very mediocre sounding i like the user interface and i i think it's fantastic but the sound was just kind of lackluster for me yeah the interface is amazing Uh, yeah if just the drag and drop and you can actually like see pedal placement in the touch screen it's great Going back to line six for a second, my take on it, I don't think line six is even going to consider doing anything analog for the near future until analog effects start to make another resurgence. Right now, everything is moving digital, and I think it's probably going to be that way for a while. Yeah, and that's, uh, I mean, we there was, you know, the this, this slow shift, but it seems recently, especially with the fact that um, if you look at, the floor unit is such a big thing because that like, even with the Kemper, they, the Kemper rushed, rushed getting the stage out. They're having a lot of uh, failures on units right now. Um, not a lot. They're just not completely uncommon. Um, but like that even shows you because Kemper is one of those companies that will just kind of, will they'll not put it out unless they think it's great. And they kind of rushed it on this one. So, I mean, it, it, it's true. I don't think they're going to do anything really analog. They'll probably uh, come up with a new way to put the Helix into something else next. <laughs> Just put it but, in a uh, guitar. Yeah. Uh, Chris, what did you get new? Uh, I, know you, I know you got something new. Yeah, uh, I got the Olstein Distortion from Westminster Effects. Um, I think that's <laughs> been it. I sold a few things, and I got that Strat Project pieced together. For the most part, I just need to fill some holes on the uh, back of the neck, so that way I can redo the screw holes. And it should be good to get going. So. Oh, that's such a pain to do. I tried to do that on my tally. And it did not work out well for me. Yeah, so I'm got to having to decide if I want to get, or if I need wood glue, or if I can just use Elmer's glue. So, um, I would, I don't know. I mean, I, I would use wood glue, and and you got to let it sit for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe by next week I'll have a functioning guitar. Yeah, that would be great if you could get that guitar functioning. 
no, but the, all right. So this Osteen distortion, absolutely hilarious. <laughs> it, I love the fact that it kind of, I love how I, I'm, I want to say it kind of pokes at Joel Osteen, but it blatantly pokes at Joel, Joel Osteen. Like the uh, volume knob is listen friend and the uh, d- d- distortion knob is the wealth <laughs> and your three band EQ is the health. Wealth, health, listen friend. I love it. That pedal's been out for a while now, hasn't it? Yeah, and they well, they just came out with a V2. So the old, the V1 had a tone knob. This one has a three-band EQ on it. Mm. No, yeah. it's been out for a minute. This is like one of his staples. This and the Chick Delay, which was uh, pretty funny because he actually got a, a nicely worded letter from Chick-fil-A about it. So... That was uh, very interesting. If you if you join the Westminster group, you can actually read all of it. I, Cody's pretty open about it. And so, just like one free chicken sandwich that he got. Yeah, he did get a free chicken sandwich. It was like the barbecue one or like the bacon. I think he said he loved the applewood smoked bacon. <laughs> so. so I got a cease and desist with a free chicken <laughs> Coupon. Yep. <laughs> I love Chick Fil A so much. That's like killing and, you with kindness, right? Like, yeah, that that was a bless his heart in a letter form. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh! Um, yeah. So I, no, I got one too. It was it's it was one of the cool things about doing podcasts. Every once in a while, you get some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. But I I actually did pick up some gear uh this week i uh i'm trying to think i hopped on a stupid deal of the day the pigtronics uh compressor the mini one the germanium oh yeah yeah i saw that advertised yesterday yeah it was like 69 bucks so i had to hop on that it was half price but pigtronics is kind of becoming the stupid deal of the day brand or they were there for a good minute but yeah i'm so i got that um i also got a pedal here I'm trying to think if I should do this. Should I? Pl- I I'm thinking about playing it and see if anyone can guess what it is. Go for it. All right. Let's see. Maybe I'll do like here's my clean tone, and then there's some crazy fuzz. Yeah, that's how to tune. <laughs> Metal zone. <laughs> Metal zone. That's. So that's my clean tone. And we're going to crank this bad boy on. See, I'm going to change some of the settings real quick. Still want to see if anyone can guess what it is. Is it? Is it the? the, uh, Is it the boss multi-effects unit? No, it is not. It is a. It is not the boss multi-effects unit. It is not a multi-effects unit. Okay. 
BF2. No, it is not a BF2. <laughs> it's not by boss. I'll, I'll eliminate an entire company. It's not it's by boss. It's a did detect or a no. D. No. All right, okay. I'll give you a, here's a hint. It is by a quote unquote boutique company. Is it the walrus trim? Didn't they just come out with like a single enclosure version? It is a walrus audio pedal. Julia? It is the Julia. Hmm. So I actually got uh, the red print limited edition Julia. So Cool, cool, cool. Oh, cool. Looks pretty sweet. So for all of those playing at home, give yourself seven points. Um, <laughs> Keep those in your back pocket till later. Tied. What? What'd you say, Daniel? Everyone is still tied. <laughs> Everyone is. Welcome to the effects loop, where the points are, or where the rules are made up, and the points don't matter. Um. So wait, I forgot to ask Daniel. Have you gotten anything cool and new recently? I was hoping you wouldn't come back to me because I had oh. like five months or six months, something like that. <laughs> okay. I can't um, remember the last thing I got. I got a new house. That's not gear, but hey, it's a place it's to a gear keep holder. Your gear. Okay. Have Have you gotten any pedals come through that you got to mess with recently that you thought were cool? Uh, I recently had a a custom shop Diamond Memory Lane Two come through. So that was pretty cool. I haven't seen a custom shot before. It was black with silver graphics. Ooh. Oh, cool. So what did you do to that one? Uh, it was just an external cap mod. I probably spent more time playing around with it than I did actually modding it. <laughs> Every time someone ever talks to me about doing something gear related, I'm like, I don't think you understand. I can't. I will not be productive if there's guitars around. Like literally, someone have someone have to pay me just to like like no. Your job is to just twiddle around with the guitar pedals, and I'll be like, okay, I can stay quote unquote focused here. Yeah, I'm kind of over strumming pedals because I've seen so many of them. But that was, I mean, it seemed like that was where I saw your sticker all the time. Was it's like on the side of a Strymon pedal for like the external faves or whatever, like anything you like external tap, anything like that. Yeah, a couple months ago, I modded my thousandth Strymon pedal. Wow, one thousand Strymon pedals. <laughs> was that one of those things where you don't know if you're excited or very depressed? <laughs> No, it was kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of time and a lot of effort, but it, it was kind of a cool milestone. I like reaching milestones. What's the oddest thing, oddest pedal you've modded? Somebody had me rehouse a Joyo Tremolo, I think it was. Like a $25 pedal? Yeah, so the rehouse job cost like three times the cost of the new pedal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I mean, I could kind of understand that if I could get someone, if I could get like, if there was a good rehouse on a Dan Electro Dan Echo, I'd do that in a heartbeat. I don't yeah, know, but, yeah that. but like the. I don't know the joy the tremolo are the joyo pedals are were they are the enclosures plastic or metal? Uh, everyone I've seen is metal. So what's the deal? 
Do they think it just looks that ugly? It's been a couple years since I did that one, so I forget his exact reason, but I think, yeah, I think he just thought it was ugly and wanted something that looked better. Or maybe he was just embarrassed that he had a Joyo pedal on his board. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like he's, he's like, he's like, I have the Strymon Trinity going on here, and then there's my Joyo Tomolo. Yeah. I'm not sure what the deal is. All right. So, uh, we usually we do a gear news section, but I figured we won't be able to stay on topic long enough. So really there was like one big thing that was, uh, that happened this week. That was just really impressive in, in my opinion. Um, so chase bliss has been trying to get the blooper going. Um, it's them and knobs, uh, or I guess the knobs demo guy who's named knobs. Uh, they, you know, the knobs came up with this idea and chase bliss kind of put it, into life so he did a kickstarter which i kind of i don't i kind of don't understand that but then i guess i kind of do maybe because it might be one of those things where it's such a big endeavor that he's like he wants to make sure that people are actually going to buy it but um they raised two hundred thousand dollars in the first 24 hours that's insane that's pretty just, cool. To kind of put it into perspective, that I don't know how much the blooper costs. If I, just say it's five hundred. That's four hundred pedals. Yeah. So when you put it into perspective like that, it doesn't really surprise me so much. But that's that's still a big accomplishment to do that in twenty four hours. Yeah. For sure. I mean, well, I guess the cool thing because Kickstarter doesn't charge you until the end of the campaign. So I guess it's kind of cool because people can like start saving up their money towards it. Um, which makes me want to go look at Kickstarter's website really quick. But, <laughs> but um, so I, I mean, I, you've got that going for you, but I just, it's kind of, that's really impressive. I can't get 400 people to like a picture on Instagram. Like how he's getting 400 people to send him $500. Good for you, Joel. You're doing great, buddy. I mean, that's just, I don't know. I, I guess it's just kind of mind blowing in my opinion. Yeah, Chase Bliss is really growing over, well, he's been around a while now, I guess, five or six years, and good for him. Yeah, I mean, he's a great guy, too. It re- honestly, he's like one of those things where everyone says it, but it's true. Like, it couldn't have happened to a greater guy. Like, mm-hmm. every interaction I've had with Joel has been very pleasant, and every person I've ever talked to about Joel's has nothing but nice things to say about him. Yeah, Joel will go out of his way to do anything for anybody. He's one of the best people I've ever met, for sure. I was seeing how long we can go with, with blank audio. It was a lot of fun, guys. Thank you. All right, so um, let's see. And then, that. huh? You got to quit doing that. Uh, I'm sorry. It's <laughs> it's it's interesting to me. Um, maybe there else. Maybe there's someone else out there. Like there, someone's checking their phone. Like did did it stop playing? Like what's going on? Um, all right. So one of the cool things, and I I thought it would be really neat, especially having Daniel on here because he looks at he. I mean, he looks at the technology in these pedals so much, and he also builds pedals and all that fun he is pedals uh so or just gear in general uh what's a piece of gear that you want to see made that you can't currently find on the market as because we i mentioned it before we started recording hopefully hoping someone would come up with something i'm gonna get out my notepad here and write this stuff down 
<laughs> okay, I guess I'll start. So one of the um I guess something that I'd like to see uh that happen more often, which I know it's like one of those things that like, oh, they've done that before and no one liked it, but I feel like the technology has improved and we could do it better. I want to see more like I want to see like cool effects like in the guitar. Like I've, I'm working with Sean right now from Gun Street Wiring to add a fuzz into my new Jet King I got. Uh-huh. So I, that would that'd be something. I want to see a guitar with, with like a fuzz built in. Or I want to see the uh, the Jack White Gretsch where he had the microphone installed. I want to see production run of that. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Tell me more about that. I haven't heard about that. Okay, so whenever Jack White, if you watch the, have you seen the It Might Get Loud documentary? Yeah, it's been a while, but I've seen it. Okay, so it was in there and you'd have to catch it when Jack White was, he, it's him playing with the tours, And what they did was they, he had a Gretsch and they cut out a hole in it so he could have a retractable XLR cable that's connected to like an old school um Mike, I can't remember how to describe them. The metal ones that look like a harmonica rock, mic or harmonica mic. Yeah. yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah, it was a I harmonica so. mic. Yeah. And he can actually pull it out and it goes through, I think it's wired into his like wiring harness. So mm. it runs out through his guitar too. So he can like talk into it and it'll go through his amp. Interesting. I feel like it's one of those things that you would absolutely never need, but whenever you did get to use it, it would be just a glorious moment where the clouds have opened and like everything was right in the world. Yeah, it's one of those cool gimmicky things that I think a uh, audience could enjoy if you play it right. I think Jack White can play it better <laughs> than anyone though. Like it was I don't know, he's just he's a, such a odd character sometimes. Mhm. But he seems like one of those people. Like, if I could hang out with him for like ten minutes, I'd either be, I'd either walk away like extremely happy or just frightened and just like not wanting to go to sleep. So, does anyone else have any piece of gear you want to see made? I have an idea. Clifton's got an idea, guys. <laughs> well, it, this is, I'm all into throwback stuff, so. Do you guys remember there was like a there was a line six amp that had tubes in it? The Bogner one or the Alchemist? Yeah, I think it was the Bogner one. And I don't really remember like getting to spend too much time with it, but somebody it might have been like Kyle Smith or some somebody like that had posted in one of the groups a day or so ago about that, and it kind of had my curiosity, like why why that platform never really went past that. Like you, you've seen like the digital modeling, like Like a hybrid. Yeah. But like a hybrid, because I think if like you could marry those two worlds, like in a, a lot better, like you would have a lot more conversion or it would be just more mainstream. I don't, I would, I would slightly have to disagree just because it's kind of the world I live in. And I feel like, people who are about the like modelers don't want to mess with tubes that's kind of Mm -hmm. the argument and 
one of the ways I, I will say that too is look at like uh, EHX did like the English muff that actually had tubes in it, and there's the there's the pedals that have tubes in them, and like because that was like kind of the thing was like oh well if they want tubes in their amps they want tubes in their pedals and stuff like that. I feel it's kind of the same like gimmick, and those never sold well either. I just don't see it. I feel like if someone's willing to go with a like a modeler of any type they're willing to go all the way and just go solid state yeah it's possible i think there's a lot of like um older like blues players though who want like um a tube power section but like want all their effects thrown into the amp yeah and like i could see like if it could be done well and like at a good price point um I think, like, and I'm not thinking of, like, your, like, s- snobby players. I'm talking about, like, your your guys who play in cover bands on the weekend. Like, who are just gigging locally. Like, something like that, I think, would be highly attractive. Especially if they had, like, a short board out where, like, it, you know, they could turn those effects on and off. Like, maybe, like, a combination of a block of five or six. And maybe, like, you could... You know, because um, what had me thinking about that is, is like there's a lot of old gear people are still using. Like if you look like in local markets, not like the praise and worship scene, but like a lot of like the music scenes where people don't buy new gear a lot. Uh, they're using a lot of old stuff, like the outdated stuff like that. And I think like something like that could be a good, you know, conversion for them. So something you mentioned, Clifton, was that it would be, you know, really cost effective. Mm-hmm. From a technical standpoint, it's extremely difficult to have digital circuits and high voltage analog circuits in uh, the enclosure without getting noise problems. That's not to say it can't be done, but it's inherently expensive because of how difficult it is. And, you know, there may be some new technology in the near future that makes that easier to do. But in the short term, it's it's probably, I don't know, I don't want to say a pipe dream, but you know what I mean? So it's like, Clifton, just, it? give up. just give up, Clifton. That's what he said. He, <laughs> the nicest way it's a pipe dream, buddy. <laughs> well, there would be a lot of, I think, I don't know. I just, I don't, I just don't see it being, uh, I feel like that is such a kind of niche market just because you'd have to find the people who want to balance in between. And I feel like most people are just all one way or all the other. Do you think then maybe like the, the Katana basically blew all that out of the water? The Katana, I think the Katana was a great conversion piece for those tube guys to get into solid state and be mm-hmm. like, well, the technology's gotten better. Like that's, I think that's what that is. I don't think that. Yeah. And I think once you've already gotten them there, I don't see anyone wanting to bring them halfway back. Maybe. Yeah. That's a good point. Because think about boss wouldn't want to do that. Cause boss doesn't offer 
a, a really, I mean, like a, they don't offer a two amp line. They've got yeah. some, they've got like the, uh, like kind of weird wannabe tube stuff, but I mean, there's not a lot of people. Let's see line six. They're not doing it. Uh, the whole tube amp line. So they don't want to bring people, um, fractal, all of those guys. So I, I don't think there's anyone who's doing both that wants to get the middle person. Yeah. Do you think, uh, and this is a little off subject, but do you think that some of those products like that, that kind of weren't huge market successes, do you think in like 10, 15 years that people will be rediscovering it and that'll be all the rage and everybody's going to pay like these exorbitant prices for it? Or do you think it's just falling by the wayside and it's going to be... I think just- it's... It's going to be like those like little gorilla amps. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to, I don't think they're going to do anything special. Yeah, it's going to take somebody famous, like actually using it. Yeah. there. And even then you'd have to, maybe Josh Scott will do a video on it in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> what, what had me thinking about it? Like I, I, I busted out my, um, my Digitech RP200 the other day that I used <laughs> yeah. to play, you know, 15 years ago. And um, one of the, one of the things is that the digital effects weren't that bad on it. It was the it was the ones that like the drives and everything that were oh, really yeah. supposed to be analog mm-hmm. that sounded terrible. And um, you know, I wonder if like if. It, and I'm not a I'm not a technician or anything or or an engineer who understands the technology in it but we should probably get an engineer on the show (laughs) 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 one phone in (laughs) but but like if there's the technology in that digital set on the on these cheap little things that are sitting there collecting dust like my thinking is that that those individual deity pedals you know are commanding some pretty good prices but if they were digital like some of these multi-effects units have those same exact sounds in them. Like why aren't people stammering to get those rather than like the single box enclosures? Sorry. My dogs are going nuts. <laughs> How dare you? They, you know, they feel strongly about this <laughs> too. Clifton. Um, I would say my biggest thing of why the technolo- the technological products um like to anything that's digital they're not gonna don't my reason why they won't go up is because technology is constantly improving to the point where things are also getting cheaper uh-huh. i mean look at i mean flat screen tvs nowadays are like the um like the lcd tvs the prices have just dropped it's ridiculous you can walk into walmart and get like a 32 inch tv for 200 bucks it used yeah. to be like six seven hundred eight hundred dollars I mean, that it's just going to be the technology is going to be at our fingertips and new products and it's better. But whenever, I mean, it's not going to be like the tube amps where it's like, well, this is still like, like this is still relevant because in the sense of tube amps, yes, there's been technological improvements, but it's just one of those things where it's analog, it's not digital or it's close to analog and they want it to stay analog so it's still analog you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. i know it doesn't make sense but i feel like 
because the amp i mean tube amps aren't getting a whole lot cheaper i mean they're getting they yeah. are getting cheaper but it's not as dramatic as it used to like as it would be like a helix like 10 years ago it would be like three grand so, yeah yeah that's not more yeah, i mean look at look at i mean look at a, a computer it was like what 20 grand and you got 512 megabytes of memory oh, and yeah. you thought it, and you were the you know the cool thing in the government <laughs> but i mean that would be my argument i the saying that it probably won't come up because i mean even though but you're also when you play these effects too we're playing them um, in the sense of not expecting much so you're like oh that's not that bad but then if you put it next to a timeline you're like yeah no that really does uh, yeah really yeah bad. so I'm, I'm just waiting for that person who's going to be so retro that they bust up their Tascam Porta Studios mm-hmm. uh, on cassette tape and record an album and um, use their multi-effects units, and then everybody's going to be, like, clamoring to pick them up. That'd be interesting. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it would Never be know. hilarious if it did. I'm going to go on Facebook. I'm going to see Clifton in search of Tascam tape. <laughs> Oh, I've got mine. I'm waiting for it to come back in fashion. (laughs) (laughs) Ready to start a band and everything. Clifton Whirly, out of the curve. Clifton the band, yeah. Clifton's trendsetter, guys. Yeah, no, the um, man. Do you remember the old Tascam? Uh, the they always had the ad in like Guitar World magazine, and it was the red one. And Dave Mustaine was always advertising it that he could practice and slow the songs down and not change the pitch. Oh yeah, it was like it was just this long red thing with a big shape of a CD in the center of it. Hmm. That's one of my favorite things. I want to get old Guitar World magazines and look at the ads. That would be that, rad. That's what we're gonna do one one episode. We're just gonna do a throwback. I'm gonna get on eBay right now. Somebody <laughs> <laughs> found their entire guitar world uh collection. Do they still sell subscriptions? Like you know what's weird? <laughs> think about think about how back in the day we used to wait an entire month for a new like magazine to come. Do, so when you were a kid, did you subscribe it in it subscribe to a magazine? The only one I was subscribed to was like acoustic guitar magazine. I subscribed to Nintendo Power. That was like the magazine and a couple others I can't remember. I think I had like Nickelodeon magazine. I had outdoor life. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Clifton's like, are you 70? No, I'm seven. <laughs> He's not. I just imagine Clifton sitting outside smoking a pipe at seven, reading Outdoor Life like a little Ron Swanson. Yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, that's, what, that's what I want to see. I want to see a picture uh, of little Clifton sitting outside smoking a corncob pipe, reading Outdoor Magazine. Mm. Oh my gosh! All right, so how long have they're been selling these about? things for? Like ten dollars a pop. Like oh my they gosh, Clifton's really looking for it. <laughs> I'm, I wonder There's if I could go to my world local library. With Van Halen on it, 
Oh, that's why it's got Van Halen. Off. Anything with Van Halen. With, um, Steve Ray Vaughn on it. A couple of Steve Ray Vaughn. I usually, you know what? Usually there's like someone on my Craigslist giving these away. <laughs> right. Come take my trash, please. <laughs> uh, but here's the thing. Here's the thing about those. If you are, there's so much art and I mean, like you could take and get one of these magazines, like a really good one and probably sell the pages out of it for a couple bucks a piece. Oh my gosh. Cliff, are you planning on flipping guitar world magazines? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. uh, Please tell your wife. I'm sorry. (laughs) This was not my fault. I did not encourage this. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm not responsible for what Clifton does. Mm. Well, let, let let the let the listeners phone in. Let the record um, show. All right, if you guessed what the show. pedal was, <laughs> you get to tell Clifton what to do. <laughs> How does that sound? Okay, I'll stop being weird. <clears throat> Whoa! <laughs> There's a source audio envelope filter for seventy five bucks. Oh my gosh. Sorry. Are we going to be like, buying stuff on the podcast again? No. That's the old sound blocks one. I shouldn't buy that one. But he's they've got he's got three J Rocket pedals for 400 bucks. That's not bad. All right. So, um That's a lot. See. Who's your J Rocket guy? <laughs> All right. Uh, Daniel, was there any piece of gear you would like to see made? There is a piece of gear I would like to see made. Tell me more about this. Um, I'm kind of naturally drawn to digital control systems. So MIDI is right up my alley. And uh, MIDI is an old technology, but a really powerful technology. And it scares the crap out of most guitarists um, because of how difficult it is use so i would like to see a midi controller that is as simple to use as i don't know what a good example is like a a modern phone or something yeah um i mean there have been some advancements like for example with the morningstar controller and i was gonna say the morningstar was what allowed me to get into midi because you talked about guitars being scared of midi i was terrified of it i'm like cc pc i i you know i don't know what any of it means you know you can only go up to this number this number does this how do i do this and the morning star was the is the most user-friendly of all of the ones i've looked into yeah sure i think it could be taken even further though um like there's not really any reason in the age we're in that you need to know exactly what controller number or program change number you need to do a certain task. Mm -hmm. Your controller should be able to take care of that with just a simple interface. And so I think that's the next step is a controller with a simple interface where you can say, I'm connected to this pedal and this pedal and this pedal. And all you have to do is press a button to change to patch or whatever. And Well, that could even be an open source thing where people can uh, put like you could go like 
connect to like a certain website, have a central hub where someone can, you know, if this person gets this pedal, they can type in what the different changes are. And all you have to do is update your uh, controller. And it's like, okay, all you have to do is tell it that it's a, you know, boss, whatever. It's a boss DD 500. Yeah. And you pick that and it either shows you all of your options or it gets even more intuitive maybe. And you can kind of have a whole settings set up and just change the settings. Like each, you know, each knob maybe has a scroll script that changes the description and you can, you know, use that almost like an expression. Yeah. So something interesting about what you just said is the MIDI association is close to releasing the MIDI 2.0 spec and something that that spec includes is a way for a device to identify itself to other devices. So oh, wow. it, it's definitely uh, something that can happen. It'd be along the lines of plugging your phone into a computer and your computer knows this yeah. is an iPhone or whatever. Um, so that's just one of the things included in the new spec. And there's a lot more possibilities coming up really soon. So That's actually, that is something I never thought of and is pretty dang genius. You just blew my mind. <laughs> that just happened on air. Um, I don't know how you're going to top that, Chris. <laughs> I don't either. Good luck. Because I've been sitting here <laughs> brainstorming, and it's like, I I don't. It's like, what know. about a Les Paul with five knobs? Uh, <laughs> he just can't. By the way, I may or may not know something about a company that's working on a better MIDI controller, but I can't talk about it. Oh, man. Oh. That's. <sighs> What if we meet at Chick-fil-A in Nashville? Again. Can you tell us about it there? <laughs> like you told us about the chronograph there. Hey, that might that might work. Yeah, okay, he didn't even say it was him at first. No, I'm uh, good job. Neither confirm nor deny these allegations. <laughs> I'm you know what? I know what I'm doing for this tonight. I'm starting rumors on the internet. No, I'm just kidding. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. Um, all right. Uh, so, Chris, it, it, you want to take a shot at trying to top that? No. <laughs> just defeat. I don't know. We need more delays with tap tempos. Like, I'm really tired of seeing, like, new delays coming what out without mean? them. My, I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm a simple guy. I like to be able to tap my time in instead of turning knobs. But that's just me. I, you know what? How about this? A piece of technology that we need is a better system to be able to control uh, delays that are not tap tempo with like, you know, like the guy that's got the one where you, you hook it onto the pot. Oh yeah. You know, like you have an expression pedal that's like yeah. mechanically changes. And then the, uh, was yeah. it the wingman. I don't know. No, there's one, on there's one that like, actually it was like made for like carbon copies. Cause that was the biggest thing. Everyone wanted oh, a carbon yeah. copy with tap tempo. And there was supposed to be something where he actually, you could tap it in and it would change the time knob for you. I remember but this now. How about that? Why don't you pick that? Something like that, but better. Yeah. So that, but better. That actually probably works. Okay. Well. See, you're there you go. All <laughs> right. So uh, thanks for joining us. We've had a great time. We got Mr. Clifton Worley from the Clifton Worley show. Go check him out. He does really cool interviews with some really awesome people. And also, we've got Mr. Daniel Shields from DS Guitar Engineering. 
check them out. They've got really great stuff. Um, and uh, more stuff to come. I'm just kidding. I'm that, That's not true. I just felt like adding fuel to that fire. Um, so check us out on uh, Facebook, our Facebook group. Follow us on Instagram. Leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, check out our YouTube. Thank you very much, Westminster Effects, for sponsoring this episode. Again, check them out, westminstereffects.com. Uh, we just got our Osteen distortions, and they are a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. They have some killer tones in them. And also, please check out our charity raffle. You can go to uh, our Instagram. It's in our bio there. You can go to go.rallyup.com slash autism rocks, and you can sign up there. You can see all the prizes we have. And it's for an awesome cause, which is the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network. And I believe that's it. I got it all covered. So we will see you guys next week. See ya. All right. Bye. Adios. Clifton, you gotta say goodbye. Clifton, you already left. You already left. All right. In honor I'm leaving all that in. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Clifton. Negativity always drawing out pics and every visualized love. Energized lies together, together. We undefeated. A plan to make